0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to TIBCO's Ask the SOA Expert podcast. I'm your host, Rob Meyer. Purpose of this podcast series is to give you best practices and solutions to help you be successful with SOA. Now, today's podcast is all about virtualizing the data center for SOA and applications in general. And with us today to talk about data center virtualization for SOA is Nelson Petracek, who is the director of the Emerging Technologies Group at TIBCO and he's worked on SOA and in particular on a virtualization demo with Cisco. Nelson, welcome and thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Rob, it's good
0: to be here. So Nelson, what is a virtual data center for SOA? Well,
1: the notion of a virtual data center really has been born out of the ideas around server consolidation. This is where organizations are taking their many, many servers, which are currently only 20 to 30% utilized in many cases. They're taking those servers, moving towards having fewer machines and having these machines run virtual machines. In the case of SOA, you're really looking at not just applications, of course, but you're actually looking at services themselves. So you now have an environment where you have a farm of servers that are going to be running services, and the virtual data center for SOA is looking at how I can dynamically start these services, stop these services, and move the services around in order to better utilize my resources.
0: And how does that work? Well, effectively, you need two main
1: components. Obviously, you need a service grid or cluster of some sort that basically supports dynamically moving the services around. And in the case of Tipco, that's TIPCO's Active Matrix product. And second of all, of course, you do need a mechanism to prioritize services and to move them around based on system load or some type of other service level agreement that you've put in place. Not only are you going to move services around, but you also need to be able to start and stop these services as well.
0: And this is what Tipco and Cisco demonstrated a little while back, right?
1: Exactly. We basically used two main components. One was Tipco's complex event processing technology, referred to as business events. And business events was basically responsible for collecting events from the servers, from the grid itself, and then making decisions as to how resources should be allocated So, for example, I might have a situation where I've got different customer levels that I need to support, and I have a number of services that are supporting those customer levels. B could take information from those customers and basically make trade-offs around what type of resources you need to deploy and how they should be deployed on the grid. You would move services around, start and stop them across the service grid, And then, of course, when Cisco introduced vFrame, we saw this as another great opportunity to basically combine vFrame's ability to bring new servers right from bare metal, bring new servers online, configure the SAN, hook up the network, and so on, be able to combine that capability along with the ability to dynamically start and stop services. So it's really a combination of the two that we put together to bring out this solution.
0: And the end result is that the IT resources, namely the servers, and the network are being driven entirely by these business priorities that are defined in business events.
1: Yeah, basically the data center would be handling the load, and once the servers were brought up to a certain level of utilization, uh, you would start moving services around, starting reprioritizing the services based on our most important customer or business needs.
0: Any recommendations for our listeners out there on how to prepare for data center virtualization or where they can get more information?
1: Sure. A couple different things. Obviously, you need to prepare for a technology like Service Grid. You want to ensure that you're properly defining your services. You're using a common interface for these services. It might be a technology such as WSDL that you're using to define the interfaces. You're going to build the class or the technology that implements the service and eventually you want to prepare it so that you can move it into a technology like service grid. Another area that you should be familiar with is the area of complex event processing as this is one of the key components for basically controlling how services are moved around the grid, taking in multiple events, looking at SLAs that you've defined and using a combination of all that information to control your resource utilization course, for vFrame, Cisco is a great source for that. You can go to their website to take a look. And you should also focus on the requirements for your business. Obviously, this is what's driving the intelligence behind your grid. So you do want to place some emphasis on what your rules are and how you want the grid to respond to your business.
0: Great. Well, thanks for all that information, Nelson. And thanks for being here today. Oh, you're very welcome. That's Nelson Petracek, one of the rock stars in the field for Tipco. I'm Rob Meyer. Thanks for listening to Tipco's Ask the SOA Expert podcast.